Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Michael Lejeune, and I will be your host today on Game Changers, and I want to get right into this episode by welcoming our guest, Kathleen Smith. Kathleen is the CMO of clearjobs.net. Kathleen, please take a minute to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your company. Thank you, Michael. It is so great to be here this afternoon. What clearjobs.net is, is a job board and a job fair company. And I know that many people in the industry think, oh, I don't need a job board or a job fair. But what's interesting, when you're recruiting talent, you really need to think of many different ways to engage your audience. So that is what clearjobs.net does. We have a variety of recruiting marketing services that include job fairs and job board to be able to help recruit security cleared talent. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those, uh, I, I'm, I don't know if you guys are the only ones that do this, but you're the only ones that I've heard um, that do this. So, you know, good job there, right? You know, uh, getting your, your name out there. I, I think it's it's probably very difficult for a lot of companies to find that talent in the right way. And so, you know, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is how small and medium-sized contractors can compete with the large contractors. Because mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think the small to medium company has a lot more trouble doing this than a bigger company who has a big brand who probably has, you know, people you know beating down their door with resumes all the time where the smaller companies that you never heard of, you know, they're that are looking to to win a contract or maybe they just want a contract and they need talent quickly. You mm-hmm. know, people haven't heard of those of those companies. And so it's 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 a much bigger struggle. So I, I want to talk today about this challenge and gives give our listeners uh you know some tips on how to solve this so one of the things again when you're when you're medium and small you don't necessarily have the budget that some mm-hmm. of the bigger companies have so so what are some of the innovative and i guess i would say inexpensive ways that these smaller contractors can compete with larger contractors in recruiting this kind of talent 
Well, you hit the nail on the head when you said heard of, because what's interesting is that, yes, there are many, many small to medium-sized companies that are out there, but getting their name out is really difficult. And many people think that you need to have this large advertising budget or a large advertising agency handling your marketing to get your name out to be able to compete with some of the larger companies. When in actuality, in my 25 years of doing marketing, one type of marketing always comes through, and that's word of mouth. And word of mouth is really based on your reputation as an employer, your reputation as a company, and being able to spread the word through word of mouth. What's interesting is that when you look at national sources of higher studies, the number one way that employers can find their talent is through referrals. And referrals happen when companies treat their employees well. And so what's interesting is that a lot of people don't, a lot of people look at recruiting as sort of a short-term strategy rather than a long-term strategy. And that long-term strategy actually starts with treating your employees well and making sure that they're happy, making sure that they have career paths, making sure that if you're requiring them to have a specific certifications or training, that you're giving them the support and resources to be able to do that. Why that's important is one, you then don't lose the employees that you have, and two, they then share within their networks how great it is to work with you and that many of their colleagues will want to come work with you. But what's also interesting is that that kind of employee loyalty, that kind of employee branding really resonates, especially within the government contracting world, because we all know that people who are working in the government contracting world are actually working to support a mission. And if everyone is working together and is proud of the work they're doing and they enjoy the company that they're working for and knowing that they're all supporting the mission, it makes the long-term recruiting a lot easier because you're not having to fight the battle of who who is your company and how do you treat your employees and do I have a career path? That is already taken care of because you're taking care of your employees. The other thing is, as far as looking at your long-term planning within recruiting, the number two way that uh, companies find their talent through the national sources of higher studies is job boards. And what's interesting is that a lot of people think that job boards are, you know, part of the past. Yes, job boards have been around since 1994, but they have evolved. And there are many job boards like ours, which are specifically focused on niche communities. And that is what the security cleared community is. It's a niche community. We look at recruiting in this community very differently. A lot of people talk about social media and that is really, you know, the way you get employees in in this community. And as we all know, not everyone is able to do Snapchat or Instagram when they're in a skiff. But social media does help. But you have to start building sort of that pipeline of talent. And a lot of ways of building the pipeline, uh, the talent pipeline is by getting the word out and getting the word out is by putting together your job postings on any of your job boards 
support. If you have trouble putting together a job posting, we do help our customers put together their job postings, but then also cultivating that talent. And this is another thing that a lot of people don't look at when they're doing recruiting, which is called the candidate experience making it easier for a candidate who's looking at your company, understand your process. A lot of companies will put up a job posting on their website or on a job board, and they're not very descriptive, and they're not very clear as to uh, what the job is all about. Sadly, a lot of people, all they do is they copy the job description out of a contract award and, and put it up you know, on a job posting without customizing that job posting to really say why that person is going to be valuable to that company. Other aspects of the candidate experience is actually how your recruiters treat candidates when they contact you or are interviewing with you, because this is a cultivation process. This is cultivating this person to come and be part of your company to be able to bring value not only to your company, but to the project that you're part of. And sadly, a lot of companies, when they are recruiting candidates, they don't treat them well. They don't answer their emails when they send in inquiries about a job or they don't pick up the phone when a candidate calls. Or if the candidate really doesn't work out well, they don't even respond to them to let them know, hey, you know, we're sorry, but you didn't meet our qualifications. And a lot of job seekers, you have to remember, job search is very personal. And you have to remember that you're dealing with people's emotions and you're dealing with their career aspirations. So treating them very respectfully during the process is going to go a long way with you, for you, because even if that candidate doesn't work well, they may have other colleagues that would work well. And so it's always good when you're not going to hire a specific candidate to really say, you know, we're sorry things didn't work out, but do you have someone else that you can refer into me? So it's back to basic treating people very well, treating your employees well and treating your candidates well are ways to be able to improve your long-term talent pipeline and also to, you know, help with your short-term pipeline as well. Yeah, you know, I, I love all the suggestions you gave. And in fact, you know, when I think back over my career because I've, I've had government jobs and things like that before we had our own business and all of them came from the sources that you're talking about either you know a referral from someone that said hey I'm working here and you should come work here or whatever it is or some sort of job board uh, that we looked at and then and then you called people you knew and said hey have you heard of this company and they said yeah and it was hey well who do you know you can refer me to <laughs> type of thing sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I mean it came from those things but I, I like the concept right up front because I, again, you know, we say a lot of things on this show that are very basic, very common sense. But when I come back and ask a company, are you doing that? They usually say, well, well, sure, we're treating people well, or Mm -hmm. that's not really that important. Can't you just get me more leads? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, when I look back, it's like, but you're not treating people well. So even if I give you more leads, you're just going to burn through them. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of companies don't realize just as much as you're recruiting, that person that's being recruited is like, you've got to sell them on why they should come. I mean, you know, my daughters just had uh, one of their teachers uh, left the school and uh, they brought in a replacement. 
The repli- replacement was there for 30 minutes, went to make copies and never came back. And it mm-hmm. was one of those things they didn't like the experience. And, and mm-hmm. I'll say we have a great school system. I don't know why you didn't have a great experience. Mm-hmm. But I've been a companies like that where you bring them in on the first day and and you you they spend all these time teaching them the rules and how mm-hmm. they can be disciplined mm-hmm. and then you know they leave for lunch and never come back and you mm-hmm. know they tell all their friends about that now you know and mm-hmm. like you said you know not answering the phone when people are calling not responding on email you know mm-hmm. there's so many different opportunities now to get a job that you know if it goes 2 weeks before you hear back they may have another job lined up or mm-hmm. you know if things don't flow very professionally. I, you know, I, I once interviewed for a company and, you know, they kicked me out of the interview process because I think there was a form that I didn't answer properly on their website because their website wasn't working right. Mm-hmm. And and then, and then like two months later, they come back and say, well, hey, why didn't you, you know, apply for this? I'm like, because it just wasn't fun. <laughs> you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a horrible experience. And so I think companies really need to listen to everything you said there about, you know, treating people right. You know, the, the current employees, you know, and, you know, when you're going through the interview process, I mean, really ramping up your game, you know, not, not putting on a fake game, but really mm-hmm. ramping up your game and paying attention to what's going on. I, I personally would treat it like a sales process. You know, it's, it's a mutual sales process that we're trying to get to here. And, mm-hmm. and I want it to go really well, especially, you know, to me, like when I find the candidate I really want, I really want them. I don't want them going anywhere else. So it, it gets really personal for me as well. So I, I just, I think a lot of people initially listening to this are like looking for some sort of magic bullet. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. I think those are the magic bullets. You know, when you treat people right and you do those things, like you said, even having a career path for people, you know, I've been at companies where there's no career path and you're like, why would I ever tell my friends to come here? Mm-hmm. Right? Like you just wouldn't do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many little things that are just good human decency. You know, uh, my daughter said it the other day, the golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just the golden rule stuff that I think make a huge difference. And which it, it kind of leads me to this next question here. I'm always hearing in the market about branding or employee branding these days. And and I think, you know, word of mouth starts to develop part of that brand. So, you know, how can a company leverage the em- employer branding when there's no budget for marketing, advertising, anything like that? Really great question. And going back to your statement about silver bullets and, you know, we're all looking for silver bullets. And I sometimes get a little nervous when one of our customers will say, well, you know, I just need a silver bullet. And it's like, no, you know, you want to establish a relationship with people, not with, you know, a piece of hardware. So one of the things is really making sure that people know how well you treat your employees and how well you treat your candidates. So the first thing I would do going to the silver bullet in branding is actually look into all of your past um, applicants, any person who has submitted an application to you and checking back with them saying, have you found a job? What are you looking for now? Have you updated any of your skills or experience? Really going back to the pool of candidates that you've already talked to because their situation may have changed. They obviously are not going to be keeping up to date with what you're doing. And you might be doing things now that are able, you're able to, you know, take their skill sets. 
And then also going into back to what we talked about earlier, the referrals. I'm really amazed uh, with the fact that so many people want to hire veterans. We are a veteran-owned firm, and people will come to us and say, well, we just want to hire veterans. And I said, do you want to hire veterans because you want their skill set? Or do you want to hire veterans because you're able to fill some kind of quota? And when we talk to people about hiring veterans, we say, do you know how many veterans already work for your company? And it is surprising how many people do not know who in their company is a veteran, what service they were in, what their MOS was at that time. And so really, if you want to do your branding as being a veteran-friendly company, going back and talking to the veterans that you have hired who are working for you and asking them what their experience was like when they went through interviewing with you and are they able to expand their network into other people who are coming out of the military who might be interested in working with you. But then you also want to look at any time that you are at a trade show or a job fair. We actually started a program about nine years ago called the Best Recruiter Program. We were noticing at job fairs in the security cleared industry that a lot of uh, recruiters were coming to the events and just saying, I only want to talk to the high-end clearance people and basically would shoo those other candidates away from their booth. And that really was very demoralizing to a lot of candidates in the community, but it was also not returning the good results that people needed in their recruiting. So we actually turned it around and had that companies were voted on their best overall recruiting experience by the job seekers. And we saw just a great uptick in the way companies treated candidates at each one of the job fairs and how it really improved their overall recruiting experience because they ended up talking to so many more candidates than they normally would have. So realizing that just like we tell job seekers, you're always interviewing, letting companies know you're always recruiting. You're always, anytime you're at a trade show, anytime you're exhibiting at a government conference, you are always recruiting. You never know who in that audience is going to be your new candidate. A lot of people are looking for senior management candidates and they don't realize they're, you know, they're always recruiting when they're being interviewed, when they're presenting, when they're in contract negotiations. The person who's on the other side of the table may be your next CFO. So understanding that you're always recruiting, understanding you can reach back to any of your candidates who have interviewed with you before and checking in with them. But the other things in branding really are talking about coordinated communications because a lot of times you'll talk to companies and recruiting is doing one kind of communications and the business development team is doing another kind of communications. Really looking at how does your company speak to the community overall and that what is your brand what do you stand for now this you know a lot of people would say oh i don't want to go through the branding visioning exercise that's fine but really making sure that what your cfo is telling people in the financial markets what your salespeople are telling the biz development community what your recruiters are telling your candidates and what your employees are saying making sure that that's all coordinated and that they actually all know what's going on because we all have been part of large organizations where the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing and what that shows is the community says 
well, why don't you guys know what's going on inside the company if you can't all speak with the same voice? And I really recommend a lot of people sitting down on a quarterly basis and just talking about your messaging. What is the messaging that's going to be going out over the next three months? What are some of the major holidays that we should be acknowledging? Should we be acknowledging Veterans Day or Memorial Day or, you know, Thanksgiving? What are some of the things that we should be all talking about as a company? And making sure that when you're doing this communication, that it's also reflected in all of your online communications because that is the other thing that I see happening for a lot of companies in the small to medium size arena is that they'll have someone who is a really great speaker who is out a lot but that is not translated into what's on the LinkedIn company page or what's on the Facebook page or what is the messages that's going out to candidates so really having a coordinated communication plan is one of the best ways to get your branding out there and, and making sure that it's consistent and it's strong. Yeah, so all really good advice there. I have a, a question that's kind of a, a bit of a tangent there. You know, do you recommend, and, and, I, and I think we can tie this back into the branding aspect, do you think it's a good idea, because I see this happen all the time, where companies will have two or three job openings on their website all the time regardless of whether they're actually hiring or not and to me it i I don't i don't know if i see that on one aspect i think wow they're always hiring and then when i see it's the same three spots i think hmm i wonder if they're really hiring or if they're trying to look like they're always hiring and i i almost think it makes me a little suspicious of their brand Mm-hmm. Um, when I see that sort of, what are your thoughts on, on that? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? The, the company that mm-hmm. they're always mm-hmm. hiring a business development person and then somebody sends a resume in and say, well, you know, we're not really hiring right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there are strategies that companies have by always having a job posting opening because we have to remember that there is turnover. And so having a pipeline of people who fulfill a specific job requirement is is a good strategy, but how that is managed is an entirely different story. If, as you said, you keep you know applying for that and you don't hear back from anyone, that would definitely send a strong message to me that, well, wait a minute, maybe they're just not even communicating with their website communications team and that position has been filled and it should have been taken down a long time ago. Uh, It's also, we noticed that a lot of companies put up job postings because they're always going after that kind of work. They're always going after that specific skill set. And so they want to have a a pipeline of candidates that, you know, are going to fill that. You'll see that a lot as far as software engineers. You'll see that a lot uh, for business development because you have, those are two very hot jobs within the government contracting community and people are you know we're always looking for those kind of people but if if that is your strategy I would make sure that someone is managing it and getting back to those candidates and letting them know what the position is and and update them on a regular basis one of the best strategies I know of a very successful recruiter in this space is he has a spreadsheet of all of his top Two, three hundred candidates that he's always cultivating, and he checks in with them every three months. You know, how are you doing? I'm still interested in talking to you. Have you updated your skills? Things like that. He doesn't ever have to do any other recruiting than 
you know, constantly keeping up to date with people that he's been effectively communicating with for three, four years. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really powerful. And I, I think, you know, I love what you said there. It's it's how you communicate some of these things, because, you know, as we're talking about branding, I think you can really damage your brand if you don't communicate things properly. Like you said, one, just uh, making sure everybody's kind of on the same sheet of music. That's a big one. But when you're going to do something like a strategy to keep a slot open on your website, how are you communicating it? I mean, I think a lot of companies fear transparency. They fear, you know, they, they want to look, you know, bigger than their britches, right? And I, I think it's, I'm always saying that internally with our company. I'm like, let's just be transparent about this. And and it really works for us when we, when we just say, we're just going to tell people why we're doing X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I was going to keep something open on the website, I would probably say, hey, we're always recruiting for this. Um, you know, we may not have an, an active opening, but we may have one on Monday, you know, so, mm-hmm. so please submit your thing or, Hey, we're always looking for great talent and should the right talent, you know, present itself, we'll probably make a move on it. Doesn't mean we have something active, you know, just being able to communicate that with, you know, the truth, right. The, the mm-hmm. transparency of that, I think is a big deal for a lot of people. And, you know, if it, if it turns some people off, it turns them off. But I'd rather be open and honest than on the on the flip side where you always have something open and there's no communication and those kind of things. I, I think both scenarios say something about your brand and, and kind of tell the market, you know, there there's a company um, in the local area here that it just by chance of what I do in the community, I'm I'm really connected with a lot of people. I see those job postings come on and there's one position that's a senior position in a certain organization. We've been here five years in this community. I've seen that up about 10 times in the last five years and it's only one slot and I just know, Oh, the other person quit, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like they can't keep mm-hmm. somebody in that spot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, so something on the back end that we talked about first about how they treat employees is not right. And that mm-hmm. keeps coming up. And so it's like, wow, they must not be a good company to work for. So, I mean, it mm-hmm. just says something about your brand when you always have a rotating door and those things mm-hmm. are going on. So, mm-hmm. so, we are, you know, obviously a government contracting podcast, and we were talking a little bit about this stuff here today. So what are some of the best tools or strategies for recruiting in the government contracting space? So as I said earlier, the number one way that, you know, companies find employees are referrals. But making sure that you have a referral system that everybody knows about, because what's interesting is companies will say we have a referral program, but they don't communicate it to their employees. Or you have to remember employees may say, yeah, I don't really want to refer my people in here. So if if you're not getting a lot of referrals, you might want to be talking to your employees as to why don't they want to refer in their colleagues. So referral networks is one. Number two, at some point, you're going to buy job postings. Now, it may be with clearjobs.net. It may be with any other company. But really making sure that your job posting speaks to your brand. It speaks to your interviewing process, being very clear, letting people know how you interview, and also being very descriptive about the kind of job that you're asking people to fulfill. As I said, one of the biggest errors that I see are a lot of people, they'll just copy the job posting out of the contract 
award, even to the point that it says two FTEs on it and post it out there and post and pray. Mm-hmm. You know, you really, <laughs> you really don't want to do that because it does represent your brand. It does represent your recruiting process. And it also represents what kind of company you are. When you get those people applying for the position acknowledge their application right away be sure and be sure it's not something that just says hi we got your resume we got your resume and application actually have something that says we got your application this is our time frame this is the process if you have any more questions about it this is who you contact that way you're treating the candidate very respectfully up front The other is understanding that job fairs are still very important within the government contracting community. And that is because so many people who have a security clearance are not very comfortable online. And that is still true today in, you know, the social media millennial world. A lot of people still want to meet recruiters face to face before they actually go through the process. And what's interesting is that a job fair is also very cost effective when you think of the fact that you may be interviewing a candidate or an applicant for a specific position. And if they have the skill set, that's great. If they have the security clearance, that's great. But then you have to make sure there's a cultural fit, not only with your company, but also with your client. And we all know that the interview process all the way up to the point when the candidate meets with the client, that can be a six to seven week process. If you've put all of those pieces into place and then they don't make the culture fit with your company or your client, you have just lost six to seven weeks. So being able to meet a candidate face to face getting a feel is this person going to meet you know my client's culture and then going through the process of saying do they have the clearance do they have the certification you've actually sped up your hiring process and also looking at meetups and other kinds of networking events because getting out into the community is very important when you're doing recruiting in this space Too many times I see recruiters sit behind their desk or sit in a cubicle and just hope that the right candidate will send in an email. Rather than going out into the military bases, going to the meetups, going to the networking events to really show your face. This is who I am. These are the kinds of people I'm looking for. And setting up just sort of basic conversations. It does amazing things as far as your results with recruiting. And then realizing that All of this has to be clear on your website, being very clear that you're telling the employees, telling the candidates what kind of jobs you're looking for, what kind of people you're looking for, and the kind of process that you're going to go through. Because it's amazing how many times people say, you know, I got the application, I got the first interview. I don't know if I'm going to get a second interview. I don't know if it's a six-week process. I don't even know if it's a nine-week process. There are a lot of companies who have won the Candidate Experience Awards over the last three, uh, three or four years. Capital One, Lockheed Martin, several companies in this area have won the Candidate Experience Awards. And one of the things that has always come through is being very clear on your website, what your interview process is, letting people know that they're going to have to go through a panel interview or they're going to have to meet with a client. Being upfront and transparent does amazing things for your recruiting process. 
Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And, you know, for me, as somebody who's looked for a job, I mean, I think we all have, right? But I think for somebody who's who's looking for a job, um, especially if you're out of work, right? That mm-hmm. is one of the most stressful things other than maybe getting married. It's like one of the most stressful things you will ever do in your life is mm-hmm. looking for a job when you're out of work, you know, because you are you know, obviously most people have bills to pay, right? And so you're trying to get back into the workforce, collect a paycheck. And when you think you're two or three weeks out and it's really nine, it creates mm-hmm. a lot of stress, especially when there's no communication. And that's just not a way to start a good relationship. And so I think being very clear about that um, is is super powerful for folks that are on, you know, the other side of that desk. And so, mm-hmm. and even just being able to plan things, uh, you know, like I do know people that even though they're out of work, you know, they, you know, they still have a vacation they paid for or there's a wedding coming up or, you know, there's there's something in their life. And to all of a sudden find out on a Monday they need to be somewhere on a Tuesday afternoon it may not be possible. So to, to be really clear about the process really helps them plan things. It helps them know they're, you know, they're they're going down the right track because there's nothing worse. Right. Then, you know, you're you're interviewing. And you don't know what the next step is, and then communication has been shut off, or you know you don't realize there's a two week gap for them to get back, and and so just little things like that again they go back to help your brand, help mm-hmm. them to determine is this the company I want to work for? Because uh, I've had companies put offers to me and 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 nice offers, and me say you know what it's just not worth leaving where I'm at at the moment to come over given what I've experienced. So, so that, mm-hmm. that's kind of the flip side. You know, there's the people who are desperate, who are out of work that may go through a scenario like that and say, you know what, I'm desperate. I'm out of work. I'm going to take this while I'm still looking. Cause the process wasn't fun, mm-hmm. you know, and they will take it and they'll be gone in a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are in a job that don't need a job that are looking at it saying, eh, I'm just not going to, I'm just going to stay here, even though I'm not super happy, I at least know what I've got. So I think, I think all those tips that you gave really, if, if people are listening and they really take it to heart can make that process smooth and can actually, you know, get them the people they want on their team. So, so, so really powerful stuff. Um, this has all been really great. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners on this? The one thing I would say is, Finding your recruiting tools is sometimes a laborious and expensive process. And one of the things that we've always prided ourselves in has been our customer service because we know recruiting is not something that people are necessarily go to school for or trained in. So we always provide um, training free to all of our customers on how to use any of our products. But we also make sure that you know, for a small to medium-sized company, you may only need recruiting tools for two or three months. So that's one thing that we look at is we create packages so that if you only need three months of resume database searches or you only need one month of job posting and maybe throw in a few job fairs, understanding that you're, you might need to customize your tools to your specific recruiting strategy. Because a lot of times people think, oh, I'm always going to be just doing one kind of recruiting. And we all know that to communicate with a very diverse community as the security or the government contracting community, you need to be in different places all at once. You need to be searching in a resume database. You need to be posting. You need to be at a job fair. You may you need to be doing some kind of social media 
doing something, you know, as far as an email blast or direct marketing, realize that you can customize a lot of these products to fit your unique needs and your unique budget. Don't think that you always have to buy the big projects or buy the big tools. You can customize these to meet your individual needs. Yeah, no, that's that's really powerful. I always tell people you want the right tool for the right job because the right tool mm-hmm. that makes the job so much easier. And sometimes you need two or three tools. So so I think that's mm-hmm. super important. So so thank you for not only being a great guest, but all the wisdom, Kathleen. I really appreciate it. I look forward to having you back on sometime. Sounds great. Thank you, Michael. Well, thanks again. And I also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. You can also learn more about each of our guests by visiting the official Game Changers website at rsmfederal.com forward slash Game Changers, where we'll have links to their website, social media, and contact information. And last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at rsmfederal.com forward slash FA for more information on how you can win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.